Hey, ladies. I'm Jen Chappelle, and you're listening to In Sisterhood. Thanks so much for tuning in. I've just had a moment where I've realized how many things in my life have been enriched by the connections I've made on this show. So, for example, because Saturdays aren't really a thing anymore, they're just another day. In our house, we've gotten into a routine that gives me some uninterrupted work time on Saturday and Sunday mornings. It's great. I knock off so much shit from my to-do list and I feel like a superstar. But it's an, ad- it's an idea that I got from Samantha Lane, the creator of Origami Day. You heard her on our special COVID check-in episode and her full interview will air in just a few weeks. I'm also fueling this morning productivity sesh with a green smoothie, which is an idea I got from another insister, Jenna Baker of Cooked Be Well. You heard her on episode seven and also in the COVID check-in. Have you picked up any tips, tricks, or life hacks along the way? We want to know. Please snap a picture and tag us on Instagram at Insisterhood so we can all see. This week's episode features another Insister you heard in the COVID check-in episode. It's Jessica Rodocker. She's the owner and principal broker of First Neighborhoods Realty. She's also a digital artist currently focused on dogs sitting in chairs in front of wicked cool wallpaper. I first met Jessica in 2015 when my husband and I were buying our first house. I'm pretty sure the first thing I noticed about her was her wallet. And we quickly bonded over its practicality and stylishness. Is that a word? I don't know. It might sound crazy, but it was one of those she gets me moments all because of an accessory. (laughs) It's the little things. Anyway, this conversation is from way back on February 11th, and it's loads of fun. So tighten up the old earbuds. Here's me and Jessica chatting on In Sisterhood. Really important question here. Do you have an internal monologue? Um, Have you heard about all of this? I mean, I don't know what that is, but uh, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I don't know. What is that? Just thinking about your thoughts? Um, Yeah, like hearing your voice inside your head. Oh, I don't know if it's my voice. Or just like running commentary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm like um, really highly sensitive, not in a you're going to hurt my feelings kind of a way, but in a like, I'm a noticer, like of all things. Of vibes? Oh, for sure. Everyone has a color to me. Like, what's my color? (laughs) Your color is like a bright burgundy, like like a magenta color. Wow. Yeah. I mean, really, like, (laughs) I'm so serious. (laughs) Because to me, like, 
burgundy and magenta are they're, a little no, it's different. Kinda, like, yeah, no, they like, are different, but they're like some. It's like something in between. Something it's like a. Between. It's like a bright pink, deep red pink color. Though are they are different colors for okay. sure. Okay, but that's your color. <laughs> What's your color? Uh Bond's like a fuchsia orchid color. Oh, yeah. Is this like so? <laughs> You see this when you look in the mirror or like, or when you look at somebody just, or you just, oh, I, I think that, yeah, maybe that's what sort of, I feel like my, that's the color of my aura. I okay. <laughs> Have you ever had your aura like professionally? I should. Red or? I haven't. Diagnosed or whatever. I love all that stuff. I really should. Is that a, is that like a thing that yeah. I can go to in Knoxville? Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. We got uh, all kinds of woo woo stuff like that going on in Knoxville. Yeah. There you are need to pe- connect me. I need some contacts for I, these people. I will, um, <laughs> if you are an aura reader, <laughs> please get in touch. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe I should just become one. <laughs> you Do I have to have could. licensure for that? No, because you're not touching people. I can people. tell everyone their color. <laughs> yeah. Do dogs have colors? Hmm. I don't know. They have wallpapers. I don't know if they have colors. I know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe that's know. how you decide on the wallpaper? Well, yes. I mean, there. yeah. I haven't really thought about that so specifically, like, uh, why I choose what I choose. But um, a lot of it has to do with fur color. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Or fur... Yeah, and then there's like the size of the dog versus like the scale of the wallpaper, or the chair. Mm. So I try to make it all kind of go together that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to take a picture of my dad's wallpaper when I was in Cincinnati yeah. and I forgot. And I was like, oh, it's no problem. I've got one on my phone. And I scrolled back through like three years. Love your heart. Of photos. <laughs> and I could not find it. <laughs> So I you don't could know. say, Dad, could you send me a picture? No, I can't because he's got a dumb phone. Like, oh, oh God, I wish I had a dumb phone. He, I mean, it does take, he does have one now that takes pictures, but like, that's, they're like so blurry. It's that's like, amazing. Yeah. I miss those days so yeah. much. He's 79. So he's like, I don't care about, bless him. I don't need an iPhone. It is, yes. Yeah. Neither, neither do I. I'm just, I want one of those ones with the big buttons. <laughs> That you have that the um what the TX texting you know like the one is that what it's oh, called oh where you had to like tap Scroll. it like three times yeah, yeah, yeah. to get like yeah see I don't think technology has made my life better I could text even remotely really quickly on those when I was in middle school middle school <laughs> I think <laughs> how old are you I'm just kidding don't don't answer that but. I had my first one I think in like eighth grade huh. I had like a Nokia oh okay texting really did not come into my life. <sighs> until like hardcore, probably until I'm going to guess like 2011, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I really, yeah. I would call people. They would text, you know, like I'm not yeah. saying I did not receive any text, but I do remember getting text for the first time and probably like, like work stuff and mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, 08, 09, maybe 09. I don't really remember. But I was like, what is this? Yeah. And I just called them. 
I'm not doing this. But I did have um, a uh, a trio. Do you remember those? Those are the ones get, where you could like. Uh, it's like the ones with the like the real buttons for oh. each letter. You know, like the actual buttons. Yeah. Where you could write emails on your phone. That was awesome. Yeah. But I don't feel like I texted really with them. I don't really remember. Yeah. But texting drives me. Like I, I think it's fine. Ninety. Mm, I don't know. I don't know a percentage of the time, but not ninety percent. When you're saying something short, but when you send me a book, I'm just gonna call you. I'm gonna yeah. Which I know now is antisocial, but I don't care. <laughs> is it antisocial to call somebody I, when they send you a huge long text? I've heard that. I don't know. <laughs> I do it. Anyway. Isn't it just like I don't want my thumbs to hurt? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like there's just, again, being a sensitive person, there's some, like, stuff I'm not getting. I'm not able to pick up enough on your, you know, what you're laying down in this text message. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, let's let's just avoid miscommunications, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to call you. Tone of voice is, like, the next best thing from body language. From aura color. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not making fun of you. I just think it's fun. <laughs> I'm also, the, when I do text though, I love emojis because, you know, also tone of voice. Yeah, it helps. The simple, okay, will never come from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like cowboy hat, you know, <laughs> um, mermaid. <laughs> I like the poop emoji. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really, there's not really a good or a bad use for that, I guess. Mm -mm. Whenever you feel like it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm digging your studio, man. Thanks. Thanks. So what made you decide to do this? It's pretty, pretty rad. Yeah. I, uh, I am one of like four or five, one of five, one, two, three, four, five women in my neighborhood that is self-employed. Okay. And um, the one up there has two boys. The one down there has a boy and a girl. The one down there has uh, a girl, a boy, a girl. And the other one doesn't have any kids. But, um, and I was just like, holy shit. This is like insane. All of the things that we're trying to do. Oh, like piecing together childcare, working, like on your own. Doing yeah. home stuff, trying to have friends, trying to trying to, <laughs> trying to <laughs> grown up friends that are real and not imaginary. Um, <laughs> it's and, okay if we have a few of those too. Yeah. So I just wanted to like create a space where I could talk to talk to women like me. Yeah. And right on. Find out how they're doing it, and that's great. Yeah. And so you had this room. Yeah, so we had this room. I was occasionally like taking a massage client or two down here. And then, um, yeah, because there's like a closet on the other side of the basement. And that's Travis's drum closet. He's got like his editing suite and his drums (laughs) and his guitars and his like practice stuff is all in there. And I've really like been trying to stake out my claim on this room. Did for you a pee long on the time. floor? I did. It's right over there. Okay. Um, 
for a long time, we just like threw stuff in this room, like for storage, because oh. we just like didn't quite know what to do with it yet. Right. Um, and then I was like, Here then it we became go. clear. Then it became clear. And then Travis was like, oh, I can buy gear. Wrong. So he bought like... He oh, did bought the, gear for this. For this. He bought like the okay. mics and, and the boxes. And I do feel like they do sometimes need like a job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to make our dreams come true. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, there's some of my dreams that I can make come true on my own. But yeah. I don't want to... Lots wanna, of dreams. But I don't want to try to learn how to edit a podcast that's Technology just again. Not it's, one of my passions. I'm not interested. I'd rather yeah. just talk to people. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I get a new phone in the mail, I hand it to Mike and I say, make this work. <laughs> make it look exactly like my old one. <laughs> and by my old one, I mean five phones ago. <laughs> and he gives it back to me. And it's like, is it the same? All the icons are in the same place. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Good for him. I know. He Good knows me. That's <laughs> what I like, which is no work involving <laughs> technology. <laughs> also, don't ever eat my leftovers. <laughs> I did that one time. It was approximately 16 years ago. Oh, wow. 17 years ago. And he's never done it again. <laughs> what were the leftovers in question? Well, we went, I'll tell you what they were. This was the first, hold on. Hmm. <laughs> Paleo's Grill. Oh, yeah. Out yonder. Out, well, out here. And I was like, look how, you know, sort of look at my self-control. I'm going to eat half this meal because I don't really need the other half. Good for you. So I put it in the leftovers box. And I mean, believe me when I tell you, I was looking forward to these leftovers for like a solid 24 hours. Yeah. And then I open the fridge and they're fucking gone. That's the worst, the worst feeling. He's really lucky he's still on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys been married? Uh, or together in general? We've been together since 2003 when I was a baby, 22 years old. <laughs> wow. And we've been married since uh, 06. When anymore, if you get married when you're 25, you're like a child bride. Yeah. <laughs> and he was five years older than me, so that kind of makes it even worse. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we still like each other most of the time. That's good. <laughs> it is good. You know, having kids will make you struggle in that regard for a period of time, but we're, we've circled back around. How old's Archer? He's eight. Eight. And Juniper's five. I'm trying to I'm trying to math and it's I'm just trying to figure out how far into married life did the kids come along. Oh, He's yeah. Eight. We were pretty 20, far in, man. We were like six years? Six years. So we'd been together for like nine math. years. Good for you. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Solid. Mental math. You is missed your calling. Just not. <laughs> I just am not so. Um, I thought it yeah. was a really solid effort. Thanks. Um, yeah, so six years. Yeah. Two renovated houses. And by renovated, I'm do my air quotes. Uh, I mean, you know, like, we're it's not done. We still have, like, yeah. trim and backsplash and all our light fixtures and so forth. Yeah. You know, the last 5%, the entire house. 
It's fine. It's like the last five pounds. Whatever. What about, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> what about the closets? Oh. Are there closets? There are closets. They're very small. Yeah. Um, which is fine with me, actually, because we have no attic. Like, our, we have an attic, but our children's bedrooms are up there. Um, so, And then we have a basement that is like a disgusting cellar, basically, that you yeah. would never store things in. And then we have almost no closets. So, but there is nothing like... Um, no storage space to make you live in like Swedish death cleaning. Like, yeah. Like you just live in that or Marie Kondo or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's your life. Before it was cool. I lived in my house and I could never have nice and new things. <laughs> I was a minimalist before it was cool. That's really true. Not by choice, but. <laughs> How long have you, did you, so did you grow up living in historic homes or? Uh, no, I grew up in a seventies rancher. However, my grandparents lived on 18th in Nashville. So you could walk down to Hillsborough village and get a Baskin Robbins for you people in Nashville. Like, you know, before Hillsborough village was cool (laughs) and there was not a line around the block to get to the pancake pantry because... Pretty mediocre pancakes, if we're being honest. (laughs) But my English granddad would get his Earl Grey tea. It's a fun place, but it was not a big deal. They had a neighbor who had an iguana that it would look like they would walk it on a leash. Oh, no. uh. Seriously, it would get stuck in trees. Oh, my God. That they're just standing there like, he'll come down eventually. They just stand there waiting for it. Pretty much. Probably smoking. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I mean, it was the eighties, man. Everybody smoked. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that when I was, that's when I was like, yeah, this is totally my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like everyone lives close together. I mean, I grew up out in the country and like, you know. Here in Knoxville? No, in Nashville. In Nashville. <clears throat> okay. Um, and everyone lived like really far apart and there were all these kids in my neighborhood that I didn't even know lived there until I started riding the school bus in like ninth grade. Wow. Yeah. But they're so far away. There's no sidewalks. So you couldn't really, and it's real hilly. So it wasn't even like you were going to ride your bike. But, I mean, I didn't even know they lived there. I'm like, Jeez. wow, our childhoods could have been much different. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Could have had friends. I know, not sir. just imaginary Not just ones. my punk sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did your parents just want to live out in like a rural environment or were they farmers or what? <laughs> were they farmers? I mean, you don't no. seem like a farm girl, but. No. Um, <laughs> no, my mom worked in Lebanon, Tennessee, which mm-hmm. was like really far east of Nashville. And then my dad worked in Nashville. So Mount Juliet, where we lived, was okay. the halfway point. And so there we lived. My former roommate is from Mount Juliet. Hmm. Yeah. I doubt I know her because you're a little younger than me, but what was her name? Or can you say that on the radio? Yeah, I I mean, I I think I remember her. So her first name was Micah and she was like one of like 13 kids or something. Whoa. Yeah, they, they were a homeschool family and... Dang. But yeah, I'm pretty sure she was from Mount Juliet. Could be. 13 kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's intense, man. And then if school got canceled and all, well, they homeschooled, so it was no 
I mean, they were there all the time. Anyway. I got to say, like 13 <laughs> kids, you probably like love chaos and that wouldn't even bother you. Yeah, I, it's not for me. No. No, me either. I'm good with two. Yeah. I really had no desire after that. When they both start talking at the same time, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't, I can't. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> They're both talking to me at the same time. And I'm just like, what? I can't talk to you. Yeah. I can't do it. What's the age difference between your kids? Audrey's five and Cohen is a little bit more than two and a half. Okay. So they're a little bit, a little bit closer than two and a half years old. Like yeah. Two and, two and three months or four months or something. Right. Yeah. Mine are almost three years. And that was, for me, a good age difference. And Archer, I will never forget when he was five and she, and Juniper was two. And she's like pitching a fit toddler style about something. And he looks at me and he goes, he rolls his eyes and he goes, toddlers. <laughs> like don't even start with me buddy <laughs> oh my gosh what a wise man hmm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe just precocious well you know once he like he just emerged from his toddler fog yeah he was a toddler with the best of them toddlers i <laughs> uh, roll uh, just withering eye roll <laughs> So what, what brought you to Knoxville? Was it UT? UT. And I was the only one that I knew that never left. Really? Knoxville was not a cool place back then. Yeah. Not so much. I worked for um, an architect and developer downtown. As, and Mike worked for um, my boss was his boss's architect. And they were doing all these loft conversions downtown when it first started back in like... You know, I started working for his name was Buzz. Is is Buzz? Uh, I started working for him. I think in two thousand, and so it was like downtown was still not like a destination. It was gnarly. Yeah, nobody went down there, and but I could tell like around the time that I graduated college that it was on. It was going to be something. But I was the only one who stayed here, and Mike and I had just met like. Uh, I think maybe really right after I graduated. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. It's a different place now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I stayed. What did you do at the architect's firm? Um, well, first I was just kind of like an admin assistant. I mean, it was like me and his wife and the, it was the three of us. He made the mistake. I was in college and I needed money. Yeah. I needed cash. <laughs> um, and I said, hey, he was my landlord. And I said, oh. in the fort. And I said, I'm looking for a job if you hear of anything. He, he made the mistake of telling me, oh, well, I could like kind of use somebody in the office. <laughs> and I hounded him mercilessly until he really? gave me a job. Yeah. Wow. So like going by the office or like calling or what? probably both texting. <laughs> <laughs> I called him on the phone, <laughs> you know, on my landline. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was probably cordless. <laughs> I've left into the 1980s uh, or 1990s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I don't remember your original question, but that's how I, that's how you, that's what I did. I was, and, and then later he had all these other rental properties in the fort and um, his mom had been quote managing those and then they had a falling out or I don't remember, mm. but she left and um, I, I don't think it was that dramatic. I think it's probably okay. I think she probably just, they didn't want to work together anymore. Oh, okay. So, so I started kind of looking through everything and realized like everybody was like super behind on their rent. Oh, wow. So I took that on and broke everyone's kneecaps until they paid up. <laughs> you put a horse head in their bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A suitcase full of fish. <laughs> I just had to knock on their door, be like, where's the money? <laughs> all five foot two, short blonde hair. <laughs> were you like at all like intimidated by that? Or you were just like, they're a bunch of students, man. Okay. They're like my age. Okay. They had money. That their parents probably, you know what I mean? But yeah. they were just choosing to not do that because nobody had made them. That's true. Yeah. That was basically all it was. Okay. And they, did you like get into it with anybody? No. Well, no, I never got into it with anybody. The weirdest thing I had to do was there was this one girl who was uh, like out of an episode of Hoarders. I mean, mm. just straight up. It it was sad, like mental illness, sad. Like nobody lives that way, if unless they. But she was also way behind. Like she was like a year behind on rent, so we had to evict her. But I had wow. to like deal with her pizza boxes piled to the ceiling and whatnot. That was crazy. But I think that was the craziest thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. that that was the craziest thing. Like, yeah, it was not a big, you know. Yeah. Ain't nothing for a girl like me. <laughs> anyway. J-Rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, what was your major in, in school? Were you interested in architecture at that point? Well, as a kid, I always wanted to be an architect. And oh, okay. I don't really know where my dreams like went off the rails. But... Um, I was actually an urban studies major at oh, first, cool. but then they discontinued that major about halfway through my oh. schooling. So what are you going <laughs> to do like, about that? Yeah, you're not going to do anything. You're going to figure something else out. So I became a marketing major because that mm. seemed, you know, like the prudent, responsible thing yeah. to do. and Very responsible. Yeah. You know, no regrets, but it was... No, I mean, there were some things about marketing that that I really do think are, uh, it's not the same as advertising. I love the, like, human behavior aspect. Like, why do people do what they do? I yeah. find that really fascinating. Um, and there's a lot of that. Um, but, and I, I do use a lot of that still, but, um, you know, it certainly wasn't, like, me following my heart in yeah. any way. <laughs> what would that have looked like if you would have? Oh man, I don't even, I think I was pretty like out of touch with who that person was because I was kind of, um, I was really, and I always have been just super independent, you know, and did not ever want to be relying on anybody. And yeah. so 
to me that looks like you got to get out of school and you got to start, you know, working and making money. Yeah. So um, it, it's hard to say exactly like how do you divorce that desire to be independent with like your desire to also like sit at your house and draw all day or whatever, you know, yeah. it's kind of can't do both. Yeah. Most likely. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, but I have always loved, you know, interior design and, um, and, and art and those things that are either super competitive or don't make any money or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so you were, steeped in old buildings mm, downtown mm -hmm. and in the fort is that where you first got interested in like knoxville's historic neighborhoods yeah i mean yeah you know like i was just it seemed like this hugely uh kind of thing that was sitting there that it just seemed really logical to me that it was eventually going to be an amazing this was kind of when new urbanism was starting to be th be a thing and um you know I I love old houses but even beyond that the neighborhood aspect of it was something I didn't grow up with yeah and uh Mike actually did my husband Mike actually did grow up with it um but not in an old house. He grew up in Cincinnati, like you. And oh, yeah. And did Andrew, I know that? I don't, yeah, I feel like maybe, I don't know. We've talked about it, but okay. it was been <laughs> Where, few, where been in Cincinnati? Uh, Anderson Township. Oh, that's where my mom lives now. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they were like 1960s little boxes, but everyone was super close together yeah. and there were sidewalks and like a zillion kids in a neighborhood school where everyone walked a mile to school and- mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of, um, something I felt was really missing for me was this connection with your neighbors. And to be honest with you, like, uh, being in rural areas kind of like the thought of living there kind of weirds me out a little bit. Just the feeling mm -hmm. of isolation, something could happen to you and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's yeah, true. It's true, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, and it just, I don't know. It just stood to reason like that that was eventually going to be where everyone wanted to be. Yeah. That's where I certainly wanted to be. So yeah, that's how I got started in that. At that point in time, were you aware of, like, had you really explored all of Knoxville and seen all of the various historic pockets Throughout town, or were you really just familiar with like the fort in downtown? Oh, um, I got a little bit more familiar while I was still in college because my boss uh, wanted to buy um, some houses, and I don't think he actually ended up doing it, but he wanted to buy more property mm -hmm. in uh, in Fourth and Gill, um, and so he was just like. He was great he, for me. Like, he was so hands-off. He's just like, I want to do this. What You know, it just really gave me autonomy to figure out how to go look at houses. I had no idea. I'm like so 
I like have to find a realtor and call them. And I didn't even know where to start with that. I mean, it's kind of like before things were really on the internet. Yeah. You know, like you couldn't really just type in real estate and it wasn't Zillow or no. Oh no, definitely yeah. not. So I got a little bit more familiar at that point. And then, you know, I just kind of, uh, I started leasing. This was, would it be in like, Oh, four, maybe I started, um, I was the leasing manager at Sturkey lofts downtown to the hundred unit building. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I got my real estate license and decided to get into sales and, but I thought at the time, like the only way I want to do this is if it's historic neighborhoods. Cause I just don't really, that was what I, that, that was what I was interested in. So if you say you are that, <laughs> then you are that. <laughs> it yeah. turns out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's what I did. And, and I mean, at that point, you know, when you first start, you have a good bit of time on your hands. Yeah. So I got real familiar, you know, I mean, that's what I spent all my time doing was getting like hyper familiar with the areas. And, um, and I lived, uh, Mike and I moved in together at some point. We were living in sin. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, but I, before that I lived in the Kinchers on Broadway across from Senior Taco, that like yeah. brick three-story walk-up situation. That was my first like big girl apartment. I loved that place. I was always intrigued by those. Yeah. They look a little shabby these days. They looked a little shabby then, but they're yeah. looking a little shabbier now. But yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's right uh, next to Fairmont Boulevard. Yeah. So I always walk down there. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I was into it. It's also like beautiful and sidewalks. Sidewalks. Yeah. It's like important stuff to me. Sidewalks are important to me too. And I miss yeah. that they're here. They're not in our neighborhood, but we, it's like a quiet enough neighborhood that we can still walk. There are no cars in this neighborhood. Yeah. So I think you're. There's one person that flounts the 25 mile per hour uh, and goes like airborne over the speed bumps. Um, yikes. It's like, hide your kids when she's driving. You need one of those green men. Do you know what I'm talking about? With the flag? Kids playing? Something like that. Or a tax strip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be that neighbor. Oh, okay. I've been tempted to be that neighbor a few times. Yeah. But. So what, there was, was there overlap between when you worked for the architect and then you were at Sturkey and then you got your real estate license or was it consecutive, like one after there the other? There was... Uh, I, I quit the architect. I worked for him for three years, I think. And then, um, then Sturkey and my real estate license and all that started like happened at the same time. So you had like the, the cushion of, or like the insurance policy of a paycheck from Sturkey while you got started. Yeah. In the very beginning I did. And that was really important again, from an independent standpoint, I was, I just think that's sort of, you know, the ideal but I mean, you know, my boss was obviously at the time and, you know, the, the, my boss who owns Sturkey Lofts was in real estate. So he made money when I sold properties and I was only there doing that. 
selling for a pretty brief period of time. But, um, you know, so he was, uh, he was down with me, um, like going and doing what I needed to do to hustle that. But that's nice. Yeah. That's the only way I really would have done it. You know, it's just, uh, you know, you need a job that where you can have some steady income so you can do what you want to do, but also, um, gives you enough time to actually do what's needed to grow that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I did. And And that would have been, I got my license in 05. Okay. Seems like a long time ago. (laughs) She's doing that math. I'm doing the math. The hamster's running. (laughs) When I look up and to the right, I'm doing math. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And my eyes twitch slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Three gray hair sprout. (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. Where did that go? Where did that thought go? Oh, so when did you sell your first house? Oh, I don't know. Um, Hmm. It probably would have been 05. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't remember like who it was or where or mm. what it looked like. It could have been I mean, I remember my first couple things or people I was working with, but my first actual house that I sold might have been in North Hills, like a little little box house in North Hills. If I'm thinking of the right one, it's on, like, if I'm thinking, if this was the first one, it was on North Park Boulevard. Okay. In North Hills. Yeah. Kind of a nondescript. Yeah. White box house. But it had the boulevard median in front of it, which I think is, I love North Hills. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. In the springtime, there's nothing that looks like North Hills in the springtime. It's like a little fairyland. Yeah. Yeah. How did those people that... We're buying. We're, so, yeah, selling. How were those people that were selling their house? How did they find you? Well, those would have been buyers that I was working with on oh. that one. But um, he, hmm, I'm trying to think how he in particular, he may have lived in Sturkey. I actually mm-hmm. got some of my first clients who, you know, Sturkey being downtown, it was, um, kind of transitional, not transitional, um, transitory, like people move here for work and yeah. then they don't know if they're going to stay. But uh, he's now a VP at Clayton, but I mean, he's like my age and we just got along. And so yeah. I, I think he was probably my first You were like sale. going door to door, sliding business cards <laughs> under everybody's door. You know, there's a certain element of that. Um, you just kind of, in the age that I was, I was 24. And, um, you know, you just kind of have to be okay with like a little bit of shameless self-promotion. But, you know, when you're that age, it doesn't feel like that. I mean, to me, it didn't. It was like I was young enough to where... You know, I could kind of feel like I'm just starting something and, yeah. but she, you know, I didn't, so I didn't really, it would, let's put it this way. Had I been 50 and started this, I don't know that I would have like that energy and that, you know, I, yeah. I would imagine if you're just starting this as a 50 year old, you know, you're kind of not really wanting to be that sort of, uh, needy needy 
I don't know what the word is. To like, just like put yourself out there yeah, as much. Yeah, vulnerable. And, yeah. You know, because you've probably done other things. and But I mean, I had not really, this was kind of my first real, real, real job. Yeah. On some level, so. Yeah, I, I, it seems like a, a, a popular theme folks later on, or like as a second career, career change, becoming a real estate broker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of a fact, like you only know so many people and people don't move very often. Yeah. So you have to move outside your comfort zone quite a bit. But I don't know. I look back and I'm like, who did I think I was? (laughs) (laughs) Like I cringe a little bit. I don't know, you know, but it's a lot of like reaching out to people, you know, one-on-one and not really being like, you know, salesman-y about it, but you do have to let them know what you're doing and no one believes you for the first three years, probably. Really? Not like nobody. I mean, I made it happen a little, you know, to be able to stay in it and it was fine, but um, not nobody. There's, you know, there's just a certain... um, kind of expectation in real estate sales, at least that you're going to fail within the first okay, one, two, three years. I mean, it's some astronomical percentage of people who don't make it past one year. Really? Yeah. I mean, like half or wow. more. It's a lot. So I was just kind of taking it step by step. Like, I just got to make this work for, you know, some period of time. And you weren't working as part of like any other real estate agency. Well, you have to do that. You have to hang your license with a firm, which I did um, with uh, somebody who I did a deal with really early on um, on a street called Forest Glen off Kingston Pike, Mm -hmm. across from Sequoia. And um, I still just really love that house. (laughs) Um. And, uh, I just really liked him. He was a broker and I really liked him. And so I asked him if I could work for him. So I'd worked for just my boss at Sturkey, like his real estate firm at first. And then, so I worked for, um, for, uh, this uh, other company after that for, until I started my own firm. So I started working for him in, I think like 2006. And then I left and started my own thing in 2011. Okay. Yeah. So you've been doing it for about... (laughs) I (laughs) over-exaggerated the up and to the right there. (laughs) You were doing it for what, like six years? Seven. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, six years. Yeah, six years. Okay. Five years. Six, you know, like, yeah, through 2010. So five, six years. Yeah. Okay. And when... So, like, when did you stop working at Sturkey and mm. start doing real estate full time? When did you like start making enough? Five, maybe. Well, okay. and let me say too, Mike and I got married in '06, okay. so he had health insurance that mm. I could then like latch onto that and those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it would be it would have been way more difficult for me to have done it to not, I I don't know that I ever really exactly needed his income, but it was just that confidence that like I could get out there and do what I needed to do like hustle wise and not feel like 
the axe was coming down on my neck. Oh, yeah. Which, ironically, I think just that knowledge by itself was what, you know, kind of made me feel secure enough to get out there and feel like this is going to be my job, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't need to, like, it's okay, you know. Yeah. Right? Something about that confidence of not knowing or not feeling like you have to be making a paycheck every two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Made me do better. How? What did your hustle look like? How were you getting the word out about you? Mm, I started a website, which was like, actually, and I had like a logo. I had a website <laughs> called knoxvillager.com. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, but I did direct mail, which even then everyone thought was like, well, I don't know, not even, not at that point, people didn't think that was passe, but, uh, you know, so I, I did that. This was like way before Facebook or at least way before Facebook for me. Um, and, but a lot of it is just sort of keeping in touch with people, you know, and knowing a lot of people and meeting a lot of people. And I have been pretty, I was really fortunate to have, like before you could, I sound like such an old lady talking about it like this, but you know, before, uh, no one could remember phone numbers, Yeah, you know, cause they were all on their phone. I have a really strong, um, ability to remember people's names and phone numbers and email addresses and details about their lives, (laughs) which like I didn't realize until, I was an adult that not everybody was like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really great skill to have. Well, until you start sort of rattling off, you know, like I already know your phone number and they're like, okay, psycho. <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I had to kind of dial it back. Um, but, you know, just to be able to kind of keep track of people and check in with people and, you know, if you're not having lunch or coffee with someone almost every day, because you got to eat anyway. Yeah. So you may as well sort of just, you know, kind of hang with people and see what's going on with them. And they already know what you do, so you don't really need to talk to them about that. But, you know, people won't, I don't know, just sort of keep in touch. Yeah. Old-fashioned way. You know, face to face, face to face. Totally. And I think too, just, I try to always be generous with my time and with not saying yes to every single thing, but you know, if you need help with like, I need a contractor or I need a whatever I need a, you know, my kid wants to like learn about this thing, could you take her with you to see some houses or, you know, whatever. Um, Sure. You know? Yeah. Like totally. I know I've texted you a few times in the past for referrals for house stuff. Yeah. I get that a lot. And I'm like always happy to share that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think it's just, you know, and taking care of people who send me referrals, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not doing, um, I'm not working directly with clients anymore. Um, but maybe we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, but yeah, when I was, it's just sort of like being, you know, a person who sold real estate, but that not being like my soul identity, like just not being pushy, smarmy, right? Yeah, not being like uh, covered in animal prints and driving a Mercedes, whatever, because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Just being yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping it real. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and being smart, too, about your money and not like there was this woman I never actually, I, I don't this is not a verified story, but this was when I first started doing it that someone told me about his buddy's uh, wife who started selling real estate and then she immediately bought uh, a Mercedes sedan, but then she forgot to pay her quarterly taxes. Oh. And it was like she had to quit because she <laughs> like owed thousands of dollars in taxes that Jeez. she didn't pay. So, you know. How does it work with, so, you you know, you make a commission mm-hmm. when you sell a house. Mm-hmm. But like how many houses are you selling each month? Or I mean, it's different now, I guess, because you're not working directly with clients. But um, back when you it's were. It's very seasonal. Okay. So I think they say like, well, I don't know. I, I was probably selling um, 25 or 30 a year listing and helping with buyers. Um, helping buyers. And uh, so, yeah, busy. Busier than... It was busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I and if it's like, if it's such a seasonal thing, was it easy for you to like put up money for the slow times or yeah, you did just you have to do, do that? that or? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. You have to be smart about that. Yeah. Cause you will not be able to keep your house if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Or buy groceries. I mean, I'm sure it helped that your husband had... Did he have more of like a steadier? Yeah, he was always... Yeah, he was like... He had a real job. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he was paid every two weeks. But no, you still have to save money and you have to be smart too about um, investing and saving for retirement. That's not my job in my house, but I hear <laughs> you're supposed to do that. Um, well, because you know, you don't have a 401k. Yeah. No one's going to be doing these things for you. Yeah. Yeah. But we always, uh, paid for our house renovations in cash. We always paid for our, and still do pay for our cars in cash. You just like, again, back to like being really independent. I'm not into debt because that is, you know, that takes away your independence. It's funny that like when people buy a house, they go into so much debt Mm-hmm. And so like when you guys bought your house, we did, didn't No, we, we've got a mortgage. Did you have a mortgage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, when I say don't go into debt, I don't, I don't mean like your house, but there are some people that are like really, really like anti-debt that will pay cash for a house. But I'm like, oh, I don't think I well, could ever get there to saving that also, much money. I don't think that's very smart because you can invest that money and make more than you're paying an interest on a house. Like, you know, the yeah. 30 year mortgage is a deal. <laughs> really? I mean, as a as a like vehicle for what a you know, 
I'm not a wealth guru or anything, but if you can invest that money over 30 years and make it on average 7%, why would you yeah. then pay off your house? doesn't make any sense to me. That's a good point. Yeah. I haven't heard that before, so that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, like a car is not an investment. No, it's not. So like if I didn't have to have um, something that didn't, you know, look halfway decent, I would be driving a complete beater. Believe me. Yeah. You know? Do you, do you have <laughs> to take people in your car to look at houses sometimes or does everybody? That kind of was the case more or less early on. And I think that could have been, I mean, your clients on some level are like seem to, with a lot of exceptions, but you know, uh, fall into your, like their peers age wise. Mm -hmm. And so earlier on, I would say I did, uh, do that more, but then I guess it was like, as I had kids and they had kids and everyone had car seats. Yeah. Car seats. Exactly. And, and then it just became kind of like you would meet people there or you could yeah. follow you. And I struggled with that a lot, actually, though, just, um, it's a, to have people, there's kind of no more stressful day to me than when I would um, have people in my car, taking them to houses. You have to like, look like you know where you're going. You have oh. to get into all the houses, which are all the various instructions. You have to go from house to house. And, you know, like, then you also have to like, have a smile on your face the entire time. And yeah. <laughs> it was really. Keep it cool. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> try not to let anyone's cat out. Try not to set off any alarms. I'm starting to feel stressed out just was, by this list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have like a seriously stiff drink when I got home. Wow. Like, it was like I was toast. Dark room and a stiff drink. Like, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> Sensory deprivation chamber. Seriously, you know? Yeah. That's a lot to manage. Leave me to my cave and my booze. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, that wasn't that often, but it was sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So how how far into it were you before you started having people working for you? Let's see. 20. Hmm. It's a good question. 2012, 2013, maybe 2013. It was after I had Archer, so he was in 2012. So I, yeah, it probably was 2013. Did you bring people on to help you because you had just had a baby or? No, um, no that would have been smart. No, someone <laughs> actually approached me um, and just said that they liked, you know, they'd seen stuff online and liked that. And so, you know, she was could she work for us? And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just really wasn't even something I'd thought about. It wasn't on your radar. Not really. And were you still Knoxville Villager? Knox Villager. Knox Villager. Um, That's what well, it was. Well, I was, so I was working for a company called Horizon Realty, which was a sister company of Sequoia Hills Realty at the time okay. when I started that. And the reason I started um, First Neighborhoods was because I was doing all this marketing anyway. I may as well be doing it for 
a company that has the name of the company that I want it to have and be doing yeah. like, you know, if I'm already have a niche, I may as well have a company that has a niche. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's why I started it. Um, and then in 2014, um, I put it on Facebook actually pretty soon before I had Juniper, I was like pretty big and pregnant that I was pregnant. Cause I'm like, I'm realizing I'm not going to see all these people maybe. And then I don't want to be like, Hey, yeah. I just had a baby surprise. Yeah. So actually this <laughs> woman who was kind of an acquaintance, um, from when I'd worked for buzz, she contacted me and she goes, she's like, you look like you're going to need help. <laughs> And I was like, so true, sister. <laughs> so she came on and started like kind of being my assistant on some, you know, sort of showing properties for me when I couldn't do it myself and all yeah. sorts of things. Um, and I want to tell you that you, when did, what year did you buy this house? 2015. Okay. So... You were kind of, um, you gave me sort of my first taste of like um, me asking for grace and someone giving it to me in what? that you have no idea you even did this for me. But um, for your closing, I never missed a closing before yours. But I said to you, I was like, I'm really sorry, but I want to take my daughter to the pumpkin patch. <laughs> Did and, you? Yeah. And you were like, that's cool. And I was like, I was overwhelmed with oh, the graciousness wow. of that. Like, because I'd never really asked anyone. I'd just been really, um, that was really hard for me to surrender. Like, I just can't do everything. Yeah. And, you know, I had a mom who worked like more than full time. And yeah. I don't want to be that, you know, like I, I kind of want to be a little more present and so that was like my first realization that like people are can be happy for you that you have a life outside work yeah <laughs> right like, yeah <laughs> so um it's been a process since then to kind of be you know more and more and more allowing uh other people to you know or, or for myself to have a three-dimensional life, you know? Yeah. But that was really the first time that I was just like, this is going to have to be okay. And I probably will be, but I'm going to ask, yeah. you know, or I'm just going to do it and trust that this, trust this person. Like you, I did that on purpose. I'm like, she's gonna, she, if anyone's going to be okay with it. She's a pushover. <laughs> She like, you know, you guys were like so awesome. And so oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, I, I remember our closing. I don't remember. It's funny. I, I, I didn't have any idea in my mind that like you were supposed to be there or like, I don't, I don't have a memory. I of made that. sure everything was all like taken care of where I didn't yeah. need to be and in the room physically, but Lisa was there. Yeah, I knew she was going to be there. And oh my gosh, it was such a crazy weekend because I had a Thai massage training that I was attending, like that started on, we closed on Friday and the, the training started like at five o'clock or something. Mm. And we were closing at like, it was supposed to be like one or something. And then it got moved back to the afternoon. And then I was like, 
biting my nails and really nervous. And I was like, I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> oh, and, and she bought you a sandwich she or bought a burrito. Me a burrito. <laughs> Why do I know she that? ran over to like whatever that fast food burrito place that's like <laughs> that's that and Hardee's or something. Yeah. She bought me a burrito oh. and then I went on to my She's training. She's amazing. Yeah. She still calls me Rodiker. Does she? <laughs> Lisa. Uh, I know. I've known her since 2005, I think. And she's um, great. Oh yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's really great. Yeah, I've been where she was kind of my go-to person, like I always and has been for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, she's great. It's really nice to have like your circle of referral friends. Yeah, I had lunch with her last week, I think. Uh, yeah, no, she's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, what did it look like when Archer was born? How, I mean, how many Oof. hours a week? Were, I mean, I don't really want to cringe. Know I know <laughs> what it looks like when a baby is born. Obvi. Um, but <laughs> oh no, I mean what you're talking about, like to deal with work and yeah. Well, like what was were, horrible. How I'm not many? Lie. <laughs> how many hours were you working before that? And then, like, what yeah. did it? How did it change? Um, I was working probably about. 14 hours a day, certain times of year, like wow. every day. I, I mean, I do remember three weeks of working every single day like that and just crying in my kitchen. Like I was so tired, oh. um, but I kind of didn't have, I didn't have the healthiest relationship with work at all times. Yeah. I loved what I was doing, but everyone's got a limit. Um, so when he was born, no, it's just kind of a mess. Like, yeah, yeah. I had a 34 hour labor followed by a C-section. Oh man. And so I was just, my body was wrecked. Yeah. And I remember the first time you don't get maternity leave. Yeah. (laughs) When I was literally in labor, I had to call the other agent on this one deal to be like in between contractions again, pre pre when I was texting all the time to, (laughs) to say like, could you meet an inspector at this house tomorrow morning because I'm in labor. <laughs> was he like, sure? Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll of do this for you. <laughs> do you a salad? But uh, yeah, it was like, I mean, I'll be honest, like the first year of his life was the bar- best year of my life and the worst year of my life. It yeah. was really, really hard. And, but it was, you know, it was like a process of, uh, like realizing, you know, over a number of years, A, this job can be taught. So that's why, you know, we have people working with us now, other agents who work for our company and, you know, um, this job can be taught. Like it's Mm -hmm. not all about, I never thought it was all about me, like me, Jessica Rodocker. I would never like name my company after myself. I know some people do that. I just am way too like, whatever. It's like not my jam, but yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's just not me. Um, but I, I did, you know, kind of have this fear that like, if it, if it weren't me, um, that it wouldn't get done or it wouldn't be to my standards or, or whatever, Was it or like that a- people would really not be okay with it. But it really, you know, turns mm-hmm. out if you have taken care of things, then people are fine with it. So, but it, it, that was the first part of that evolution. Was it like a control thing or was it just, um, cause you're saying f- 
I'm hearing well, you say it like was, fear. It was fear. I mean, I was the only one there. So if I didn't do it, it literally was not going to get done. Okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't have any helpers, but that was because I didn't ask, you know, I had, okay. I did have fear too. Like, well, not fear. It just, uh, I think I thought I could do more than I could. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you get to a certain level of stress and you don't even really realize like how stressed you actually are. Yeah. You're just like, why am I so unhealthy? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I was in great shape then. <laughs> Unrelated. But, well, maybe partially related. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it was just the beginning of the evolution. But, you know, it helped me to realize, like, my kids are like speed bump one and speed bump two, you know, which is ultimately amazing. Yeah. Cause for the first time I had something else to keep me in check because I could work that many hours every day mm -hmm. at that time, you know, like till yeah. eternity until someone was telling me I couldn't and you know, but eventually it needed to stop maybe and needed to yeah. be kind of, delegated and to and now the people working for us are like amazing and they're like just kind of better equipped to do it because they have each other first of all there's a kind of company I wanted to create where everyone's helping each other out and um the best thing is when I get a text that everybody's sending each other like I've got this showing that I can't do tomorrow at five is anybody available you know and like everyone steps up that's it's great. awesome it's amazing because this industry is so gnarly sometimes cutthroat. very cutthroat so just everyone's so stressed out yeah <laughs> so they're not the nicest a lot of times but I try to, you know, make this a place where you're, it's like everyone's cool, everyone's safe, everyone's taken care of. You could go out of town, which I never went out of town because I just couldn't. Yeah. And when I did, I really regretted it because I was still working and oh, trying to yeah. like travel, which is not the best. So yeah, everyone's, you know, I, I try to like, that was what I wanted was for everyone to kind of have it a little bit, you know, just a different situation than I had. Yeah. Yeah. And so far it's been great. Did you have, what kind of childcare did you have for Archer? Um, I had, uh, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have family in town. So, um, I had a part-time nanny. I don't like that word, but let's be honest. That's what it was. Um, Why don't you like that word? I don't know. Nanny. It sounds Is it because so of like, like Fran like Drescher? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it just sound, makes you sound a little like, like I'm a celebrity or something. Like you're <laughs> too posh for school. <laughs> exactly. My nanny. Um, and she, so she came part-time, but you know, it was like pretty flexible for her. Like if, yeah. you know, if she just couldn't. And I had the same thing for Juniper, but that one was even more of a nightmare because she was supposed to be full-time because for me at that point, I knew I needed more childcare than I'd had previously. And I was like, if I could just write a $20,000 a check at the beginning of this year and know that that problem was going to go away, yeah. then that's what I would do. But it didn't really, 
she just like would call at like, she's supposed to be there at 8.45, I think. And she would call me, text me at night or at eight and be like, I can't come today. I'm sick Aww. or I'm this. And I'm like, you know, getting my paper bag out. <laughs> That's really hard. <laughs> it was really hard. I'm like, yeah. I gotta be somewhere at nine. That's so, so stressful. That doesn't work for me. And it happened a lot. Um, so yeah, it was, um, that's what I did. And then after they were both, each of them, uh, you know, 15 months old, they were able to go to preschool. Okay. Yeah. Full time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even that, you know, even then you have a lot of days off. Yeah. And then you're just, you know, locking yourself in the bathroom, talking to clients and acting as professional as you can. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> Trying to make business phone calls with the little people. Like they, you, I, I tell my kids like, I have to make a phone call. I'm going in the other room. <laughs> I, if you try to talk to me, I will ignore you. <laughs> and like, you know, I will you, tape your mouth <laughs> shut. And then they just barge right in and start, just, both of them start talking I'm gonna about get you a roll of tape. something else. <laughs> And I mean, like, I'm supposed yeah. to be helping people relax. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have all these bad things to say about texting, but I will say, you know, at least that sometimes. But I mean, yeah, yeah I've locked myself on the porch, on my front porch, locked myself in the bathroom. Uh, I mean, no lie, any number of times left a baby crying in the crib because no one's there, but I got them on the phone. I'm like, they're safe. It'll be fine for yeah. another few minutes. They're in the crib. They're, yeah. they're safe in the crib. Crying their faces off. You know. We all cry. Yeah. That was that was a hard thing for me to, yeah. like, I don't know. When, when we had Audrey, I thought it was my job to keep her happy all the time and and Firstborns. keep her from crying. And Firstborns. then I finally realized that I couldn't do that and that <laughs> people have their feelings and she's having feelings. It's okay to have your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a big weight lifted off my shoulders when I... Oh, yeah. You know, it's still stressful when they're crying, but when you don't feel quite first so... First kids. ...responsible. Well, first kids, you still... You have two kid, two hands and one kid. Four hands, really, in yeah. most cases, or some, you know... Yeah. In our cases, and one kid. And so how can you sort of not attend to their every need? Right. You know? Yeah. But like a second kid or third kid or whatever and then you're just like oh my god so much to go around yeah everyone's gonna have to chill for a minute but yeah <laughs> it's hard oh yeah i'm more or less i don't want to say i'm through all that i'm in, but mostly like on many levels job changing and between that and my kids just being older yeah now we have all these rain days yeah <laughs> Bless it. <laughs> telling you. It's really. <laughs> but I don't get quite as, you know, bananas about it as I used to. It used to be this like just major source of consternation between like I was just so busy. Yeah. And I didn't want to be, but I was, you know. Because you didn't have the help that you needed or because mm. you didn't ask for the help that you needed or what? I don't know if there's only so much help you can get when you scheduled appointments the way that I did. Um, 
all this. I, by the way, like, can we just be done with how are you busy? Can we, can everyone just agree to stop saying that? <laughs> to stop asking how are no, you? No, or just everyone busy? keep asking how the person is, but everyone stop answering with busy. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, no, but I was actually like, in retrospect, it was like, I didn't really even leave myself enough time to like eat or pee. Yeah. You know, um, just scheduling too many appointments. One thing that, um, Kate Siemens, I did, she was interview five, episode mm-hmm. five, I think. I haven't gotten to listen to it yet, but I love all the ladies that you've done so far. They're great. Yeah. Um, she said, and like, this is coming from a grief perspective, but yeah. I, I feel like it applies to everybody especially in light of what you just said, instead of saying, how are you saying like, how are you today? Oh, uh-huh. Because like, how are you can feel like really big and like existential. <laughs> like It's a little too big of, too broad of a question. Like yeah. to me, I love to ask more specific questions just because it's kind of like asking like, how was your vacation? And you're just like, the question is so overwhelming that you're not going to get any kind of an honest yeah. answer that is meaningful at all. And then you're just, then it's small talk and who needs it. And it's like asking your kid when they come home from school, how was school? school? How was your day? No, it's yeah. just like, Oh, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. It's too much. Yeah. So I ask my kids, who'd you say with the lunch? <gasps> That's what I asked Audrey. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just, you know, like, it's just smaller, right? Yeah. They can, it's processable. And then you know who they're hanging out with. You know who yeah, their friends are. Which it's true. I mean, she's in preschool, so it's not like, it's, well, you know, it's fun that when they can like for the first time give you some more interesting answers. Yeah. Well, Cohen says that I, when on the days he goes to his mom's day out, I ask him who he ate lunch with and he says a hyena, a monkey, and a bear. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do I find the number for this circus preschool? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so is this little girl the, are you just, you just Josh and yeah, adorable. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how are you? I don't know. But yeah, just like this busy, I don't know. I think it's a cult. Yeah. Well, a lot of people feel in some ways like oddly proud of, being exhausted by their busyness and all the things that they're doing. Yeah. Have you been there? Oh, well, I don't think I was proud of it exactly. No, I knew even at the time I could feel myself getting more boring. Oh. Well, because I just didn't have time to do anything recreational. Um, But I, I do think it's very true that people are using busyness because they have emptiness in their lives. And mm. I was definitely... Um, that was, uh, you know, kind of this like, well, who am I if I'm not for the, you know, if, if yeah. I'm not, um, you know, I'd been doing this job since I was 24 years old. And when you're 24, when you start like going on in that path, you know, like I didn't have, I had just gotten out of college more or less. And I just didn't leave enough time to cultivate hobbies mm-hmm. and sort of stick with the things that I really had always loved doing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, no, but I could feel myself getting more boring. 
I was like drinking too much just to kind of like, because I was, I was just really, uh, tired and like, that's what I needed at the end of the, that was the quickest thing I could do to de-stress. Yeah. Um, I wasn't taking very good care of myself at all. Um, and to be fair, I think moms need to give themselves a break in the first couple of years. Like, okay, you're not going to be taking care of yourself. Get over it. It will pass. You will be able to again, you know, but it's like when your kids are little, 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 like it's just one more thing you got to do. Oh, I'm just not taking care of myself. Like it feels like a chore. Like, well, like we need mark to it off and come back to it when your kids, your youngest is four. We you know need what I mean? to like readjust <laughs> what it means to take care of yourself. Yeah. Like meeting basic needs, like brushing your teeth. Right. Make that taking care yes. of yourself. Look at me. I bre- I flossed. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I needed it or not. Um. I asked Elodie, um, Elodie Sexton, what she does to take care of herself or what does that look like? Self-care. Yeah. She said flossing. Yeah. That's a big, like totally. oral hygiene. It's <laughs> a big deal. You know, whatever makes you feel good. Like, yeah, for a minute, but don't feel like you're going to go to the gym. You yeah. can do, you can, I don't know. It's, it just... Uh, it just seems like it's becoming one more thing that we're shaming ourselves for us not taking care of ourselves. Well, yesterday, <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned like I was really grumpy. I'm PMSing also. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like snarly. Um, and I realized like, I don't know what something, something hit me that like, I've really been wanting to paint my nails lately. Oh, now, yeah. And so I, d- I don't have any nail. Pol- I mean, we have like piggy paint for the, for the kids. It's not like <laughs> real nail polish. Right, right. Um, and we were, we had to go to Target and I was like, oh, I'm going to get some nail I'm polish. I'm going to get some nail polish. And that was the first time all morning that I felt happy. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, fun. I really had to paint my nails, even though I had this like yeah. to-do list of what I sh- was needed to get done yeah. during the kids napping or quiet time or whatever. I was like, I can't do any of that. I have to paint my nails Let or I'm not going to make it. They look amazing. I've Thanks. actually been noticing them this whole time. And I was thinking like, damn girl. It took me an hour. Looking good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. It was all of nap time. It took me they look hour. awesome. Thanks. And it I'm, felt good. It just, just okay. sort of like that. Uh, the problem too with busyness that I discovered later that I really had always, I'm a person who I could sit and do one thing for hours. Yeah. And I never got to do that. And I didn't realize how much I'd missed it until I started being able to do that some again. Having like sustained focus. Yeah. 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 Because uh, I felt good. Just to think about like, well, it makes me like feel good, you know, and I don't know, having yeah. let go of some of that stuff. And sometimes it's just a really nice pen, as we discussed earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Your trusty wallet purse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. We we're talking about busyness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a drag how everyone's like that anymore. But I am going to bring back martini lunches. Look at you <laughs> at the turn club, you know, I don't know where. Yeah, maybe. Cause it's like mid modish, you know, I don't know if martinis it doesn't have are to be martinis. I don't actually like martinis. So it could just be a cocktail lunch, but, uh, we didn't really like men got to do those back in the day. And now it's our turn. Ladies, 
<laughs> Putting the call out. <laughs> Who wants to have a cocktail lunch with me? <laughs> I know there was there have been times when I've had lunch with a friend, which you're talking about like there was a time when every single day you were going out to lunch or coffee I still with somebody. Do. I yeah. have not that's not been part of I I need to do that more. Um you have to make it happen. I am going out tomorrow night with my bestie for Valentine's Day. Aww. Uh so I'm excited about that. But there was a time when I was like meeting with like a few people regularly for lunch and there was one lunch and I was like I really want a glass of wine. Like can I I mean, it's like, yes, it's 12 o'clock. Can I? And can I? And they were like, I step mean, one, sure. order a glass of wine. <laughs> step two, drink it. There is no step three. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your meal. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pay for it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do that. Yeah. I, you know, or like people wanted to meet for like coffee at three. And I'm like, I don't drink coffee at three o'clock. I don't drink coffee. But I will have a cocktail. Yeah. I don't drink. It's it's hard to ask for me to ask people out for coffee because then I can say, "Do you want to go out for coffee?" But I don't drink coffee. I drink herbal tea. So they have that at every coffee place. Yeah, coffee's just more like a meal. You know, like a yeah. meal word. It is like you a don't meal have to word. literally literally you don't have to literally drink <laughs> coffee. <laughs> um, no, I you know like but no, I'm the person who asks people to go do things, but, you know, realizing like most people don't, you, you know, it's just not really, but you got to make these things happen. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you're always seeing your friends in school or in college right. or like living with them. And yeah. When you're a grown up, you really have to, you have to make an effort, but I mean, the effort is not really, I don't know. How hard is it to ask somebody to go to lunch or whatever, have a coffee or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it's not really. It shouldn't be that hard. But it we have these one friends that live in Powell and oh uh, yeah. To us that feels like that's an eternity. Yeah, it feels like it's really far away and we just got together with them for the first time in like 2 years. Yeah. Well, no, I know my sister-in-law and her family, they live in Maribel and we rarely see them even though they're 30 minutes away. Yeah, it's not that far. I, you know, I think that's, that's the other thing too, is sort of give yourself a break because when you have kids, it does a little bit, not totally, but you know, I mean, it, it does a little bit turn into like, you realize sort of, you will have your friends that are going to last longer than your phases of life. But to some extent, you know, some friendships are kind of a, uh, circumstantial yeah you know and, and it's I mean, okay if you're not crossing paths regularly like right it can be really hard to yeah keep the connection going yeah it's true but you know don't feel bad about it kind of is what it is yeah it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> uh, sorry everyone for the cliche <laughs> So what happened um, with your business during the recession? Oh, that was a drag. <laughs> <laughs> Up to then, 2009 was for sure the worst year of my life. Yeah. No, that was a hard year. Yeah. My income got cut in half is what happened. Holy cow. Yeah, it's a drag. But ultimately, I mean, that year being really terrible. Uh, but then, you know, ultimately it was like, well... I guess I'll keep doing this because it's not like you could get a job doing anything else. Yeah. 
and I didn't really want to. Um, but I, you know, I had a lot of feelings of guilt and, um, you know, guilt and shame and all those other feelings of that, that kind of, I wasn't unemployed because you can't be unemployed when you're self-employed. But I mean, (laughs) you know, just like I had gone from being so busy to so like, um, you know, relacing my tennis shoes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and not making much money. Uh, but, but I mean, ultimately the next year I was like, well, now's the time to kind of like everybody was out of real estate. I mean, and actually the people I was, the other agents, you know, on the other side of transactions that I was working with were, um, pretty awesome. Like quality wise, they are the people who had been doing it a long time and Mm -hmm. the people who are going to keep doing it. And, uh, now's the time to get, to gain market share. Cause yeah. You know, I was one on a much lonelier island. I mean, I think that the there were about two-thirds fewer people doing it. Wow. Yeah. So if I could get through it, I knew I could kind of get through anything. Yeah. So get through it, I did. <laughs> did it affect your husband's job? No. We got very, very lucky. <laughs> The, um, he was, he worked for David Dewhurst, um, who did all these, those loft conversions for, he worked for him for 15 years and he just, he had been doing condos and he switched to rental. So his, he kept his job, which was in construction, which is like construction management, a miracle really. Like, I don't, Yeah. But we were worried about it the whole time. It's mm-hmm. not not a fun time to be in uh, construction and real estate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have all your eggs in one basket, but it's like a similar basket. It was, yeah, real similar basket. Overlapping basket. For baskets. sure. Like, no, <laughs> like there was, yes, that cliche was thrown around many times that year. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, and we had a house that was all torn apart too. So it was kind of like all our eggs were also in that basket you know, it was all yeah. kind of house, construction, real estate, you know, adjacent. <laughs> was, was that the house in Island Home? Yeah, that's the house we're still in. Okay. That we're still not done with. <laughs> 11 years later. Dude, it's so Don't hard. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's so hard to, I mean, you saw my basement. It's so hard to work on kids. house stuff when you have kids. Yeah. yeah like We didn't have kids at the time, but so I like to use that as an excuse. And it kind of is, but also... I've stopped caring on some level. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> you know, you just put a curtain up and then... That's right. Nobody sees the... No, it's half, really true. Half disassembled vanity <laughs> lights hanging from the poorly wallpapered wall that's probably got paint on it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> that's not what's behind that curtain over there. <laughs> now I want to look in there. Yeah, you can look when we're done. Okay. Um, do. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a tour. I know I was like, I, I, I was thinking, I wonder if she remembers what our house looks like or what it looked like when we bought it. Is she going to be impressed or is she going to feel sad that we haven't done anything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, None we have done enough. stuff. We yeah. have done stuff, but <laughs> we got rid of the baby blue shutters and the baby blue front door. So uh, yeah, yeah that was I a big did deal. notice. I did know that, I think, because I don't know how it. I don't know how I, I think that, I was so you excited. Told me maybe I like, put that you, on Facebook. Oh, or, okay. Yeah. 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 No, those baby sh- blue shutters were hideous. So yeah. props. <laughs> I can pat myself on the back. 
<laughs> She's literally <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> it's got to pat your own back. that. <laughs> okay. So what's it look like at home with Mike and the kids? Who's grocery shopping? Who's cooking? Who's picking the kids up from school and taking them? What's the give and yeah. take? Well, Mike and I have actually like very firm roles on given days, which I think cool. is great because... If you don't do that, then there's just like these petty bullshit resentments that build up like someone's not pulling their weight. And but it took us a while to realize that. And when your kids are super little, you kind of can't. It's just sort of an all hands on deck situation. Yeah. But uh, we take turns taking like our kids don't go to the same school. So we take turns picking up and dropping off. We just trade every day you know, who drops off which kid and picks up which kid and mm-hmm. uh, Archer rides the school bus. So that's nice. And it drops off right in front of our house. That's really nice. It is nice. You know, we don't like fight about who's unloaded the dishwasher more or any of that anymore because it has to be unloaded and loaded. I feel like at least 57 times a day. Yeah. Um, that's accurate. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, and... Other things, you know, you just sort of like fall into uh, your roles, you know, like um, I wash so much laundry, laundry. so much laundry. My God, how have they not invented a robot for that yet? They did, but it was only on the Jetsons. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. (laughs) When you said they did. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) did you see my eyes? I was like, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. God, I hate you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was ice cold. Um, (laughs) I mean, like when you come in our front door, we have like the railing up there and in between the railing and the furniture is the laundry corral. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that all six of our laundry or five or six of our laundry baskets are lined up there waiting to be folded, waiting to be folded. Yeah. And some people are like, Oh, you fold. (laughs) (laughs) See, I grew up in a house where nobody folded and it was sort of a drag. So I do at least try to, I'm not saying I, you know, I'm batting a thousand on that, but I try. Cause I, I've got I remember as a kid, like burrowing through the laundry yeah. baskets being like my, you know, eight year old. So like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have any fucking socks. <laughs> Guess I'm turning my underwear inside out again. Thanks. Whoever's responsible for that. <laughs> I can't even reach the fucking knobs. <laughs> So, whatever version of that. Speaking of the, what'd you call it? The monologue in your head? The like, inner monologue. The inner yeah. monologue. <laughs> that was mine. That was my eight-year-old self. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably outer monologue, you know, also. <laughs> well, like, so, so somebody posted this thing about, like, oh, I've always just thought like everybody had their own voice inside their head. But then I just found out recently that like not everybody has a voice inside their head. Oh, uh-huh. And that it's true. Now too. I don't understand life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true too. I heard that, um, or I, um, that it was like, uh, not everybody even sees pictures in their head. Oh yeah. So that's crazy. Well, my husband asked his therapist like 
or told his therapist about this because we've been having like lots of conversations uh-huh. about it. And his therapist was like, what? That's like, no, that doesn't exist. But I don't know. I kind of, I'm not currently seeing my therapist, but uh-huh. I want to, I'm like, would it cross a boundary if I just like emailed her and was like, tell me what you think about this internet article? <laughs> So no, I don't know. I think that I think I might do it. She might send you a bill, but you could definitely <laughs> I don't think it's crossing any kind of line. <laughs> yeah, so I try to do at least laundry. Also, I mean, like I mentioned before, we have no storage space, so there is nowhere these baskets are going other yeah, than yeah. just all over the middle of the floor. You know. So on that level it kind of needs to be done also. But uh and I refuse to buy more than three laundry baskets. Good for you. I mean, I'm not buying more laundry baskets. If I can't keep my laundry shit together (laughs) enough to do it with three laundry baskets, I've got other problems, right? (laughs) I've got other problems. (laughs) Well, the reason that we have so many laundry baskets is because they came in like a a five or six pack on Amazon. Uh, Oh, yeah. And I I don't know why, but I really wanted them all to look the same. No, yeah. Well, they don't stack right. Yeah. No, I get, I am totally feeling you on that, but (laughs) you need to donate three laundry baskets and it'll force you to, (laughs) but if you're, if you're cool with that, I have a hang up about that particular, Yeah. but how do we divvy up other things? I don't know. Mike takes, takes care of money. If he died, I've literally said to him, I don't know how many times if you died, I don't know where our money is. Like what, and like in investments and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. And he's just like, like accounts and places and where, what, you know. And he said to me so many, he's just like, I've told you this so many times. I've written all this down and it is wah, 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 wah. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I don't, yeah. So he does that. Um, and then we argue about all the rest, but it's not that bad anymore. I make Archer fold his own socks because he was like taking them off his feet and like, they'd be inside out. Mm. And I'm like, son, <laughs> I'm not, this is not okay. Like I'm not like, this is adding hours to my whatever, mm-hmm. you know, this is like how many years of my life will I be like turning your socks right side in? And so I said, you can either, you know, um, do it right or you, or like stop doing that or you can fold them yourself. And he said, I'll fold them myself. And I said, that's fine. And his socks have never matched since. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. No, people don't yeah. usually see those. So, and if they do, it's like a cute, it's like a cute Yeah. Thing. I don't know at what age that stops being cute, but he's not there yet. Yeah. To me, anyway. I think it's adorable. I think it's cute. Also, I don't have to fold the socks. We, Audrey frequently chooses mismatching socks on purpose because, uh-huh. like, I I think it's just that she likes a lot of different colors yeah. and things, but also she might just, she's like, I can't choose oh, which right. one I, which color well, I like why better. why choose one you, when you could choose two? Right? So we were yeah. at the playground one day and, like, this dad was there and, and he was, like, her, his son was, like, playing with Audrey. They were in, you know, he yeah. was, like, did you dress yourself today? <laughs> and Audrey was like, yeah. And I was just like, wait, I mean, like. It was a layer of judgment. There was question. some judgment. <laughs> Go home. Although I have wanted to like invent a button, you know, that I could give, put on my kid that says, I dress myself today. <laughs> yeah. I think. 
think they make Don't those. Look at me. Oh, I I need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just show you a picture that I took earlier today on our rain day today. Oh yeah. Of Juniper cleaning the back door. She wanted to like. I don't know, Montessori shit, scrub a door, scrub something, anything. And I'm like, well, this door has literally never been cleaned ever. It's like, you know, this white fiberglass door that's been there since the 90s. Literally has never been cleaned in the, you know, 13, 14 years we've been in this house. And uh, she has like a unicorn horn on, sparkle (laughs) shoes, some shirt. I don't know. Like she's scrubbing this door. Good for you, girl. <laughs> I wonder if we need to like recapture that. Like, I don't know. You know. Audrey, Audrey likes to, she gets up in the morning and she gets dressed right away. She like doesn't put pajamas on or like, you know, she, oh, just, my kids wear their clothes to bed. Cause that's just not what I'm going to deal with in the morning is well, getting dressed. Good for you. I don't have to, it's a fight to get Cohen dressed, but Audrey, she's, she's very, she will dress up to just stay at home. Oh, yeah. Like, not in dress-up clothes. Like, actual, like... Right. Nice dresses. And, I mean, <laughs> maybe, like, that's... I mean, she, maybe that's why... Maybe we need to do that instead of yoga pants. I don't know. But I don't... I don't, I don't want to wear yoga pants. I... Or sweatpants. I think, yeah. That's... I don't know. It seems like a lot of work to me. Yeah. The way that they dress themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that many fancy dresses either. No. She wears a... Someone gave her this like uh, Elsa dress for her birthday yeah. that she wears every waking moment that she's at home. She yeah. gets up in the morning, takes off whatever we had put on at night and puts that on every single day. The thing is filthy. I was just going to ask if you wash it. I've washed it once. It's disgusting, yeah. but she loves it. I should like chisel it off of her one day, but... <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's really but her hair is like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. Heard. <laughs> Smelled. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So earlier you mentioned that you transitioned out of sales. So what talk to me about like the lead up to that and why and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I still really loved working with clients, but it was like just trying to w- wear like way too many hats mm. and being a broker, and which is like a um, helper mentor to our agents and trying to do my, you know, work with my own clients. Well, first of all, um, I don't want to compete with them in any way. So mm. if I'm working with my own clients, it's competing for my time, first of all, but yeah, I mean, business-wise, like not trying to compete with them, but that's just structurally how that is, you know, when you're still doing sales. So that wasn't really, you know, where I wanted to be. And it was just like we were talking about busyness is just way too busy. And I just couldn't ever see my kids if I, you know, wanted to keep doing that. Yeah. And, and you know, it was, it was kind of as a combination of overstimulated um, and bored. Mm-hmm. And I'd been doing that for a long, like many, many, many years. And it was sort of like, I, you know, I did enjoy uh, working with my clients, but there was a certain element of, you know, same shit, different day, you yeah. know, where this job is not boring, but when you, there gets to be a point where you sort of have seen it all. Yeah. You know, and 
you know, so if I wanted to be kind of more focused and on building the business and building up our agents, um, then I needed to move on to mm-hmm. a different role. So that's what I did. And I've not looked back. And that was, when did you do that? Um, I guess I had my really like, really like last year, last 2019. Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I only had one client the whole year, early in the year, because they were people I'd worked with for literally 10 years. Mm. And they were, you know, they'd lived in the house for 43 years and I had, you know, they were downsizing, um, yada, yada, yada. It was, uh, so I, I needed to see that one through, but other than that, yeah, that was the only one. And it was just also like, once you're able to think again, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can't go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more clearly about, I'm not naturally really a details person in terms of like buttoning up every single tiny little detail for 14 clients and this and that Mm. it was just too much it was complete overload on my brain and it was really and I'd been doing that for so long I was I honestly I was in therapy last year um going through all this and it was kind of tough but um just realizing a lot about myself and really realizing how much I'd missed that deep thought and Mm. you know I'd always been that kid who could like stare at a wall, you know, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't been able to do that in so long. (laughs) And is that when you started doing more art? Yeah. That's when I kind of picked that back up as something I'd always done, but had not really given myself any space to do for many, many, many years other than just drawing while I was sitting and waiting for something like little, but for five seconds at a time, you Mm -hmm. know, things like reading, things like drawing, you know, that, I just, you know, finally go back to doing and can feel myself, uh, you know, having things besides work to talk about. Becoming interesting. Yeah, exactly. Becoming a three-dimensional human. And, you know, I I never really wanted to show sort of the general public that side of me. I think I was, like, worried about people thinking I wasn't working all the time because I didn't want to lose business, you know? Like, I know that sounds crazy looking back, but that was sort of, uh, wasn't busyness, broadcasting busyness for like a self-importance reason. It was really like, I think I was afraid that people would think if I were gone that they couldn't call me yeah, or whatever, which is kind of bananas in retrospect, but <laughs> that's where my head was at the time. So how many hours a week are you working now? Mm, that's it. Good question. I mean, it's kind of like I'm available to our agents mm-hmm. all the time. I don't know. I guess like where I'm like really, I'm also the uh, board president for Keep Knoxville Beautiful. So I'm doing yeah. that. I don't get paid for that, but um, I'm probably just working like a regular work week now and not, you know, overtime constantly. But yeah. I don't really work on the weekends or in the evenings. Mm-hmm. It's just more kind of normal. Normal hours. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how many, but yeah, just regular. Yeah. Like banker's hours now. It feels. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but it feels more manageable. It feels sustainable. Yeah. I don't do, I try not to do anything on Monday mornings because I got to like detox myself from the weekend with my darling children. Yeah. <laughs> 
try to sit and chill for till 10 o'clock or something. That's awesome. <laughs> try. Yeah. Nothing would make me angrier right now than having to meet somebody like at eight o'clock on a Monday morning. Mm. Right? Yeah. Isn't that horrible? That is. The thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that every single week. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so you just had your first show for your I did. And you just changed the name. It was the modern dog. And yeah, then I saw now it's, it's like, like I'm gonna Rodoc Art. Rodoc Art. I'm gonna just branch clever. out eventually. You know. You I mean I'm still digging this, but you didn't want to uh, close your or shut I, yourself I, off. I was getting really pigeonholed. No, I know. No. Uh, people ask me if I'm going to do cats, and I tell them I'm going to do cats when I run out of dogs. I love cats, but it's not going to be sitting on couches because there's where's the irony? Yeah, you know, it's kind of all they do. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I'll get, you know, if I ever decide to branch out, then I've uh, left myself that room. Cool. Yeah. But it's no, it's been like beyond fun to do that. What was the the impetus that made you like start doing that? Was I really it? Don't know. Did your therapist say like you need to do things that make you happy? Oh uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, it was trying to get back to like, uh, well, what? Who was that person that used to exist long ago? Yeah. What did I used to like to do? Yeah, there it was a little bit of that, you know, like some soul searching about about like that and um trying to find delight again cuz that was really very absent from my life. And so I asked Mike, I did get some colored pencils again, which is great, but I said to Mike, I was like, you know, just really like don't have the time because I was still doing sales at that time too. And I, I said, I just don't really have the time to like get all that shit out, you know, kind of try to figure out what works, which honestly takes so much sort of like dicking around that I just didn't ever get to any conclusion, yeah. you know? So, and I was never able to finish anything. And then you have to clean it all back up. And then so you got to clean it all back up. Yeah. And I'm like, stay away from my hundred dollar colored pencils. These are adult colored pencils. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like slapping their little dirty hands away. <laughs> um, so uh, he got me um, an iPad with an Apple Pencil, and the wow. rest is history. <laughs> and maybe I'll get back to like, I mean, they do take me, uh, each one of those takes me like 25 or 30 hours. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in my fantasy world, someday I get back into like, you know, more of this like physical media, but this is what I'm doing for now. And it's a lot of fun and I do get to try things much more, you know, it's much more quick, mm -hmm. you know, um, just kind of test things out. Like, do these colors actually look good together? Yeah. You know, you don't have to wait for anything to dry. Is this going to look exactly. different when it dries? Exactly. You know, which has its own benefits. Um, but with where I am right now, this is really great. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just have one more question for yeah. you. And I texted you about it already. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So could you tell us about a time when you had to insist on getting your way? Yeah. And I said daily. Yeah. But for me, it's like if you get to the point where you have to like insist 
like lay down the gauntlet that you're getting your way. You have been unclear about mm. your wishes that were smaller, you know, like that were leading up to that point. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and also I don't have all the answers. So, you know, um, I mean, sometimes I do have all the answers when I'm an expert in that particular topic, but you know, for the most part, things just aren't, I really couldn't think of a time, at least any time recently that was memorable where I had to just really, you know, kind of like be in a confrontational moment like that. Yeah. You know? Like I, I'm pretty with people who work with us, you know, I'm just like real clear about things and it doesn't have to be, you know, I tell them why I have to do that that way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, yeah. Well, maybe you can think of it in a little bit of a different way. Like uh, when you had to text me and, and say, I'm not going to be at your closing. I'm going to take my daughter to the pumpkin patch. It I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't remember how I, I may have said it that way. I don't remember, but I remember feeling all the feels on the other end yeah. for sure. Because no, I mean, it's not necessarily like sometimes yeah. insisting can be like a, a conflict yeah. moment, tense moment, but yeah. other times it can just be like making a simple decision in favor mm-hmm. of what. But when you say your way, to me, that's to the exclusion of other people's way. Mm. But. Um, yeah, I mean, like to your point, uh, yeah, I think it's just really like about being clear in your own mind, Mm. but also like kind of knowing when to make a big deal out of things and when not to, Yeah, you know, there's like a million ways to skin a cat. Like (laughs) most of the things that we, you know, where you would not, I mean, you know, I, I would want to insist on my way of how to load the fucking dishwasher because Mike does it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's a lot of right ways probably to do it, but it's not his way. It's wrong. It's just wrong. There is a wrong way to put on the toilet paper, but fortunately, we do agree on that. (laughs) That's good. That one, I just, I didn't know that there was a wrong way to put the toilet paper thing on. I always just... My opinion, there is. (laughs) I always just put the toilet paper on. And then finally, like, I don't know how long we've been married, but Travis was like... You do it wrong. Well, first of all, let me just say, I rarely put the toilet paper back on the roll, like if it's a new one. Whoa. Which is a really big pet peeve of Travis's. Oh, yeah. Mine too, actually. I'm kind of like, how much effort could we possibly... (laughs) be talking about <laughs> that is a cardinal sin at my house to just leave it nope like, I barely have time to floss like <laughs> you're right oh like you know that reminds me of is that seinfeld episode where um elaine's like bitching about shaking orange juice she's like everything has to be shaken and Jerry's standing there with the orange juice cart and like shaking it. And he's like, you're right. This is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about replacing the toilet paper. Tra- when Travis listens to this, he's going to like, <laughs> he'll like press, smash the pause button and be like, yes, somebody agrees Vindicated. <laughs> Finally vindicated. Yeah. It takes about 30 seconds. Not even. I mean, <laughs> 
I'm better at it now that Audrey I'm so is like actually like using the toilet. <laughs> and like if I put it up on the windowsill, which is my typical place that I right. put it, then she like has trouble reaching it. And so, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The roll is done and you do get a new roll. You just don't put it on the holder. Right. Just so I'm clear. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's the extra step. <laughs> you do the te- step that takes the longest. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm not going to like get my underwear wet. <laughs> I only drip dry in nature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when I'm I, just going to let that sit right there. <laughs> when, I, when I finally like started like doing it or like on the like, blue moon when I would replace the toilet paper (laughs) Travis would come out and be like you can't put it on this way like if you put it on this way we could like go to take a piece of toilet paper and we wouldn't know that like a spider is on the back of the toilet paper or something and I was like that's a dark place to go with that (laughs) (laughs) did not see that coming now uh, um this is like I know everybody that's listening is like really intrigued right now about our <laughs> toilet paper conversation. I really want to know like where, what happened to poor Travis that that's where his mind goes about why you should put the toilet paper on the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> well, Travis, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it just needs to be done. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I mean, <laughs> Or I won't. Or I'm just <laughs> resolutions 2020. Yeah. Maybe just accept me for who I am. <laughs> Someone that doesn't replace the toilet. I don't have to live with you, so I fully accept you. Thanks. <laughs> My cheeks hurt from laughing. <laughs> Good times. I think that's I think that's everything. Is there anything that you feel like I missed? No, I think it's like really rad that you're doing this. And okay. good luck. And I look forward to listening to all the other ladies you get on here. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for... uh, This has been fun. Thanks for having me, man. (laughs) Now I'm going to look at that closet. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) No, that's not the right sound. What did I... I did it before. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Okay. Bye. In case any of you out there think I'm a barbarian because of the whole leaving the toilet paper off the roll thing, I just want you to know that now I think about Jessica every single fucking time the toilet paper runs out. Sometimes it motivates me to replace the roll and other times a loud scream, crash, or mom, Cohen's painting the floor prompts me to prioritize something else over the luxury of an appropriately placed roll of toilet paper. But really, it is a luxury right now because somebody's panic buying all the damn toilet paper and the paper towels and the coffee filters. I obviously am feeling like cussing a lot today. (laughs) Okay, so if you are in the market for a new home or you're looking to sell yours, especially if it's in one of Knoxville's historic neighborhoods, consider First Neighborhoods Realty. You can find them on the interwebs at firstneighborhoods.com. 
and on Instagram at First Neighborhoods. There are so many pretty pictures on Instagram. They're giving me like hardcore house envy, but isn't that what Instagram is all about? (laughs) If you're also on Instagram and you are intrigued by the dogs sitting in chairs in front of wallpaper art that Jessica does, check that out at Rodoc Art. That's R-O-D-O-C-K-A-R-T. Okay, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jessica as much as I did. My face hurt at the end of it from smiling and laughing so much. So make sure you smash that subscribe button or that follow button on whatever podcast platform you use. And tune in next week for another inspiring and exciting and what other adjective can we come up with enjoyable um thought-provoking whatever fill in the blank episode talk to you next week really i insist (laughs) 